Stepping Up with Toy. I'm your host, Toy Step. This is a space to have conversations about all things faith, family, and fitness. Let's create a whole and healthy life together, spiritually, relationally, and physically. Welcome to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast. I am so glad you are here today. And as we look back at 2023, our most listened to episode was our marriage episode. And that was with my husband, John Step, and myself. But as we ask for feedback, we get a lot of comments about marriage and wanting more on marriage. And so we're listening. And I am so excited for you guys to hear our guest today. This is going to be such a treat. And so I just want to get right to it. I want to introduce our guest to you. But before I introduce them, if you are not married, do not tune out. Please stay tuned in because, yes, we're talking about marriage. But what you're going to hear today can apply to any relationship. These are tips and tools that you can take into any relationship that you're in. So you get to meet Dr. Tyler Core and his wife, Dr. Ashley Core. We have two doctors in the house. <laughs> so Dr. Tyler Core serves as the campus pastor at our church. So John and I get to go to church. My husband, John, and I get to go to church with this couple at Family Church Gardens and Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, where my husband serves as our worship pastor. And Tyler is an Alabama native and grew up in Orlando, Florida. He was saved at a young age and called to ministry at 16. Tyler attended Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama, where he received a degree in marketing. He then received his Master's of Divinity from Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary and his Doctorate of Ministry and Strategic Leadership from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. He has been married to his wife, Ashley, for 11 years, and they have three children, Judah six. Claire, too, and Ava, four months. Woo, you are in it. Tyler is passionate about teaching people to follow Jesus and building families to recover and pursue God's design. And Dr. Ashley Core is a Florida native, just like me. I was like, hey, we got that in common. Born and raised in Wellington, Florida, she attended Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama, where she completed undergraduate studies and received her doctorate of pharmacy and met her hubby, Tyler. After spending a number of years in clinical practice, she now works as a medical director for a large pharmaceutical company. But her favorite role is being mom to her three kiddos, Judah, Claire, and Ava. And I have to say... When my girl, Colby, who's 11, heard that the cores were going to be on the show, they're like, are the kiddos coming? So she was a little like, wah, wah, when I said it was just mama and daddy and not kiddos. But Ashley just loves being a pastor's wife and getting to serve at family church alongside Tyler. And John and I love that we get to serve alongside y'all too. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be great. I love it. And I and those of you that are listening cannot see them. You cannot see us right now, but I get to see both of them together. And it's just so fun to have you guys here. I keep saying, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to, so a couple of things. When I think about the opportunity that John and I have to not only do ministry together, but really grow in friendship and You guys have just such a fun sense of adventure, and I love the way you travel together. You don't only encourage that within your relationship, but also your staff, and that's something I really love. So I want to hear how the adventure started. How did the cores 
become the course. So let's get started there and then we'll get into some of the fun questions about that. All right, well, let's do it. Well, first off, Toy, thank you so much for having us. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but this is going to be a lot of fun. So I just think every episode you do is you just add value to people. And, uh, and so I'm honored to spend some time with you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ah, so actually I met, so we met at Sanford university, uh, in Birmingham. I was a junior and she was a sophomore and I was living in an apartment with some of my buddies and we were actually watching an Alabama football game. And I got a call from one of my friends saying, Hey, um, Hey, I'm going to come over if that's okay. I have some girls with me. Is that all right? And we were like, yeah, that's great. Come on. <laughs> Is this the trick question? Yeah, of course. So, uh, so she walked in and it was like for a moment, everything stopped. And uh, I'm a big Alabama fan and it was a big game against LSU. She walked in at like the second quarter and I, for the rest of the game, could not care less about the football game that was taking place because I had to talk to this girl. And so her and her friend were sitting on a love seat together. This is clearly made for two a people. Small love seat. Small love seat, <laughs> made for two people. By the end of the game, I was sitting directly in the middle of both of them and had oh, yeah. like pushed her roommate off to the side of the couch. And I was turned, locked in, trying to talk to Ashley and uh, so we, we had a lot of fun that night. So that night um, I got her, got her information and followed up and just, it was a Saturday night. And I reached out and said, Hey, listen, would love to get to know you better. Would you like to go on a date? And she said, yes. And so we went out on Tuesday night. We went to Chewy's in Birmingham, Alabama, a little Tex-Mex Ooh. place. And this, this is a funny story though. So we, we go to dinner and we pretty quickly get into like past relationship conversation. And so I start kind of giving my rap sheet. And then Ashley says, well, I haven't really been in like a serious relationship. I've been on a bunch of first dates, uh, but I haven't really had like a boyfriend. And so in my mind, I'm so <laughs> vain that I'm starting to kind of think, well, what's up with that? He thought something was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? And and I said, well, why, why is that? And she said, well, I honestly don't feel like I've ever found a guy that was strong enough to lead me spiritually. Ooh. And Whoa. so I looked across the table and I said, let me ask the blessing again for this food. <laughs> I'll do it in the Greek this time, if you don't mind. And so that was our first date and we left and I just, I could not get enough. So uh, we went out basically every night after that for nine months, got engaged and the rest is history. Well, Ashley, you have to tell us because you got lots of points, Dr. Core. When I was telling my son Rigby, who's 15, about your proposal and Ashley and I were talking and I was like, you got to hear this story, Rigby. So Ashley, can you tell us how he proposed? Uh, yes. And <laughs> it was very unexpected. I mean, we had talked about marriage, but he was, I was home for the summer because I was in college still. And he was speaking at a conference, like a ministry conference in Orlando. And I was in South Florida. And so he was speaking and he was supposed to like rush out after he was done to come down South to spend a few days with me and my family. And so it was kind of like, we hadn't really been talking about much else other than this conference he was a part of. And anyway, so he shows up and he's like, oh, let's go to dinner um, close to my house. So we go to dinner. It's a nice dinner, like nothing out of the ordinary. 
Um, but towards the end, he, he got up and he told me, Hey, I'm, I'm going to use the restroom. I'll be back. So I'm just sitting there, you know, the waiter had brought the check and just put it on the table. I was just assuming he was going to pay. So I didn't even touch it, but I sat there for a while and I'm like, wow, something is really going down in the bathroom. This <laughs> <Karabas> really. really. <laughs> I think it makes me love that part when I was like, and he's like, oh man, she was thinking, I'm like, yeah, he's not feeling yeah. so hot. Yeah, I thought he might be sick. Anyway, so out of my boredom, I guess as I was waiting, I finally just opened the check and there was a note in there that said, the check has been paid. There's a limo waiting for you outside. Get in. It'll take you where you need to go. And I was just- That is sly. Let's go. I love it. And then I noticed the entire kitchen staff like peering at me. I guess they were all in on it. They, they had were. snuck him out the back door and they were just waiting for me to open the check. I did not know. So anyway, so I, I go out and sure enough, there's a limo. Um, he had a computer in there with a slideshow of pictures and music. And hmm. um, it was really a sweet, a sweet kind of video as we drove. And the limo took me over to the island of Palm Beach, um, right behind Royal Points in a chapel. There's a huge old banyan tree. And that was somewhere that was kind of special to us. Every time he was in town, we would go down there just to like walk by the water or have a picnic. And so anyway, so I got there and and he was there and he got down on one knee and it was the the easiest yes. But <laughs> yeah, he really shocked me with the very over the top proposal, but I'll That's never forget so, it. I love these stories. And isn't it fun to, even as we're talking now, you go back and to remember and to reflect and how it does even fill your cup up as a couple. Mm -hmm. And I just encourage those of you that are listening and you are married and maybe some of you are like, oh, you know, I wish he did. But instead of wishing he did it a different way or she, whatever, we fill in the blank, reflect on what brought you together. And some of it's fun and funny. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at us then but how special those moments are and the courage that it takes, you know, for I think about now as a mom of a boy someday asking and just, oh man, I love that story. And I love sharing it with Rigby because especially when you disappeared for so long, he's like, what? And then I said, the limo is like, come on. Like he was like, lots of points there. Okay. So what is some of the best marriage advice that you received? Uh, so, uh, we received, obviously when you get engaged, a lot of people are giving you lots of different kinds of advice. Um, I'd say some of the ones that stuck with me, uh, number one is uh, that marriage is not primarily about happiness. It's about holiness. Mm. Um, to me, that's, that was really helpful and really insightful. And the irony is if you just go after happiness, um, you're probably not going to find it because your spouse can't actually make you completely happy. They can't fill that kind of uh, gospel gap, that hole in your life. Uh, but if you go after holiness and you try to grow in your walk with Christ, you actually not only get holiness, you actually get happiness alongside of it. Mm. Um, and then the, the other one is very practical is date your wife. Um, and so never get tired of being together. And uh, I just talk with couples all the time that um, get married and they enjoy one another, but then they have kids and they stop enjoying one another. They mm -hmm. become not a marriage centered family. They become a child-centered family. Mm -hmm. And then after 25 years, the kids leave the house and the parents are looking at each other like, who is this stranger? Yeah. Who is this person? So that's something we really tried to 
uh, live by and uh, date your wife. That was a big one I got. I think so. Uh, just in backing that up, it's like, okay, getting married is the goal. No, like it's not. Okay, now it's done. It's just begun. And even as I right. talk with young couples or I feel like John and I have we have three weddings coming up in the next couple of months and they're just starting and how exciting it is to get to grow and discover. We had a friend years ago at another church we were serving at and they'd been married 20 years and it was just, uh, we had been praying for this man for years and years and years and years just to give his life to Christ. And it happened and she was so excited, but there was something she had shared about something she had discovered. It was like, can you believe I didn't know that about him? I said, how exciting that you're still getting to learn about your spouse. And she goes, oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. How awesome. Because it's not like it's done or in 10 years or 20, you still get to. And I love that dating your wife, pursuing her. Yeah. T Tim Keller says, Tim Keller in his book, uh, The Meaning of Marriage, I think I think it is, he mentions, he's talking about the the myth of like marrying the wrong person. And one of the things is he says is every 10 years, you basically change into a new person. So he's like, so if you married the wrong person, just give it 10 years and then it could be the right person. So you can you can grow, you can grow together with with one another. That's one of yes. the joys. I also, when, whenever you know, people have the opportunity. I encourage them to be married young because then you get to grow through those crucial years together and have yes. crucial experiences together, which yeah, I think is beautiful. Kind of build your life and your careers and everything kind of gets built together. Mm -hmm. so. What about you, Ashley? What was some advice that you received maybe early on that, man, that was solid advice? Yeah. So I think, so this is interesting because I think in practice, this can be difficult, but, you know, I, 11 years later can look back enough to say that this is very good advice, but just to always assume the best in your spouse, mm. you know, not to just jump to that conclusion that they're doing things on purpose with bad intent. Right. So it's good just to assume, and it's hard in the moment sometimes to do that. But like, if we really make an effort, <laughs> most of the time, I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know what you're, John, I, he actually said to me one time, I'm like, why? Like if I said, I, I really need lemons or he's at the store and I just ask him and he comes back without them. I'm like, I'm, I play this in my head. Like he said, I, I'm going to make toy mad and I'm not going to get lemons. He goes, babe, I just forgot. That's the last thing I want to do is yeah, upset you. So I'm right. not like, let me get toy really upset and forget <laughs> the couple of things. He's like, babe, I I just forgot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like, I don't yeah, see him that's going, right. hmm, how can I plot to really aggravate my wife, which is going to just add a lot of like mm, frustration to mine, right? That's, exactly. that's not, a great not just out to get each other constantly. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I resonate with John. I go to the grocery store to get, you know, several things. I need to get milk. And it's not that I forget. I'm terrible at looking for stuff. So I come home and I'm like, Ashley, you're not going to believe this. They don't have milk at the grocery store anymore. Publix oh, is out. Goodness. You know? So we, okay. Uh, so yeah, we're going to pray for you whenever you go to the store. Yeah. So what about your three, like, what are the cores top three marriage tips. So, and I guess before we get to that best advice, but what's something before we get to your core, core tips, huh, see that 
core, core tips. <laughs> What's something you wish someone told you? So if we have some new, they're either newly married or about to get married, listeners, What's something you wish somebody would have told you? All right. this. So I, I was thinking about this question. And the truth is, I feel like people totally undersold marriage to me. Mm. It's so much better and so much more fun than I ever could have even imagined. You know, like I didn't even have, maybe people told me it was great, but I, I, I didn't get it in the way that I do now. I don't know that you ever fully can understand it until you're in it. But man, I think we need to talk about how amazing and what a blessing it is to be married. I mean, just last night we were just talking with each other about how like we truly are each other's best friends. Mm. You know, like it's so great to be able to grow with one another. And here's the thing, one of the things that marriage does is it makes the joys in life even better. Like it magnifies the best parts of life and it softens the difficult times. Yes. I mean, I wasn't prepared for that. I remember my my first job when we were married, I was making virtually nothing. Um, And we were living in a one-bedroom apartment in Trustful, Alabama, as happy as can be. And we'd been married for a couple months. And I got at work, I go to work, and I got a $3,000 bonus. I'm telling you. I left work. I, I, I couldn't tell. I was so excited. I came home. I walk in the house. Ashley hears me come in. Her first thought is. He got fired. Or <laughs> she yeah. got fired. I'm home. I'm going home at 10 a.m. in the morning. And uh, I tell her, you know, I just got this $3,000 bonus. And we just start like hugging and crying. <laughs> and it was, I mean, we're, we're sitting like, we are so Rich, I can't believe it. <laughs> I love and, it. And uh, it it makes those kinds of moments and so many other moments so much sweeter to be able to enjoy it with somebody who you, yeah. you love. And then difficult moments when people pass away, when you're going through challenging situations, yeah. it softens the blows of it. I mean, it was marriage was undersold to me. And yeah. so I think if, if there's anybody listening who's stepping into it or they're just in the beat, just hold on because it is an absolute amazing mm. gift from God. Oh, so great to hear you say that. And I think for those listeners that might even hear that and it's hard to hear because that isn't their marriage, how can you change that? How can you change the story? Because that's what's so exciting about you, right? We love to point the finger at our spouse when we can't change others, but we can change us. And so what can we do to change that story if that's not how you feel about marriage? Because as you said that, I got excited because that's how I feel too. And even going through some of the hard things of life, really, it it, it can be tough, but it makes you better if you just hold on and if you've got Jesus at the center of that marriage, because that's with right. him, you will get through. You don't, it's not up to John. So for me as a wife, it's not up to John. I got to turn to God when I'm wanting more from John. I've learned faster to go, okay, God, change my heart or change his heart, change my desire or change his, help me to, to come to you for this. And it is amazing. The faster I do that, wow. Or I will pray. I mean, even just recently prayed for something. And it was like, did he hear me when I prayed that? I mean, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. moved and it doesn't always happen that fast, but there are times where I'm like, if I would just get on my knees faster instead of running at him, like, 
And sometimes I, okay, I, I lost you after a few words, you know, like, <laughs> but it is so true. And so I love that encouragement and we need more of that because the world does not say that message. No, no. The world paints uh-uh. marriage as a burden, as chains, as being whipped, as it's holding over. you down, yep. taking away your freedom. That's right. But You're done. No, that's, what? that's, it's the exact opposite. I mean, it is, it's a gift from God that he, it was his idea and he gave it to us so that yeah. we can flourish. I mean, it's yes. part of human flourishing uh, is is marriage. So we're, I think we got to talk about the best aspects of marriage. I love that, Tyler. And Ashley, what about you? What's something that as a wife you wish maybe someone would have told you that they didn't? So I think, you know, Tyler and I have talked about this and I, I agree. I mean, I think marriage was undersold. And I think, you know, when we were, we got married very young and so, there were, you know, because I was still in school. So I was in pharmacy school when we got married. And so I think some people had concerns like, oh, is she going to finish? Is she, she's going to put her career on the back burner to get married? But really kind of like Tyler alluded to is, you know, we kind of went into it together. And so we both made sacrifices. And But it was a joy to do that because, you know, we were building our family and so I think just if someone had kind of been maybe more encouraging about, you know, mm-hmm. what what that looks like and how, you know, Tyler has been my biggest supporter, my biggest cheerleader in my work life. And so people paint the opposite picture, but with a supportive spouse, I mean, that has made all the difference for me, not only being able to work, but actually enjoying my work. And he has, you know, given me the courage to go for jobs or promotions that I thought maybe I wouldn't be able to get. And so I think, you know, like he said, there's kind of sometimes a negative picture painted, but having that person to kind of support you through, through those things. Um, and also now with kids, you know, having him to also carry the load, you know, we're a team and that's, we approach our family um, from that perspective. And so, you know, I just can't imagine it, not having him to kind of go, go through life and um, encourage me in my professional career as well. Well, and I think two things, one, I love that. That's something that I've told you, Ashley, you're somebody that every time I'm with you, I go, I want to spend more time with her. And I love that you wear. Me too. (laughs) I'm glad Tyler. That's good. (laughs) I love that you wear multiple hats and I, I I love that you're a career woman and a wife and a mom and all the things that you do. And I do see that support in your marriage. And I think it's important. Um, I've sat with so many women. And when they come to me and say he's not supporting whatever it is she's doing, I also want to ask, how are you supporting him? Because sometimes we're only looking at what we're not getting instead of what can I give. And so, again, we can't control the other person. But I know in my own marriage, when I want to see change, maybe from John, I have to go, who? Even today, I was hearing it in my verse of the day. It was just about the log in your own eye, right? And mm-hmm. so as I'm picking at him, it's like, hey, how have I been loving him? How have I been showing up for him? How am I cheering him on? And I think that's really important. And I love seeing couples do that. And what a light you are just for Christ when you do that, because you can allow others to be attracted to what is it? What is that that's going on there? And and really share, because what a testimony of Christ in your life. Because you can't, I, 
I always say I, I would be a total lunatic without Jesus, and I need that, and our marriages need that to refine us. So when we look at the core's core three tips. <laughs> it writes itself. Yeah, it's awesome. Our core values, yes. We're just going to step up into the core's core. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So what would you say are your, let's say, three top marriage tips when we're giving tips to others on their relationships, their marriages? So one thing that, you know, we've done from the beginning and it's best if you can do it from the beginning because it's probably harder to start later on. Not that you can't start, but it's just to prioritize having fun together. Like what are things that you enjoy doing together? You know, well, although it's been a while, you know, we used to go out and play golf a lot. That was one of our things or, you know, lately it's been more just like go to dinner because we only have a few hours but just getting to spend that time together um, and and having fun, right? Not just sitting down to dinner so we can talk about a budget every month, <laughs> right? Oh. Just, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have to do those things. And those things do take our, our conversations a lot of times, but kind of creating that space and that intentional time to just to dream enjoy. and play. Yeah, exactly. I love one of the questions that uh, in a previous podcast, you and John talked about when they go on dates, they, they, you talk, you say basically how, what did I do this week that made you feel the most loved? When have you That's felt a most great loved date by night me? Question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's good. And sometimes honestly, I'm like, Oh shoot, we're going to ask that question. Hey baby, can I give you a neck rub or whatever? Cause I'm like, if he has, and sometimes like, I'm, I don't, I don't have a good memory. Sometimes he's like, you go first. I'm like, no, you're going to go first. Cause then I'll say this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I've learned a lot through my marriage with that question. It uncovers a lot sitting next to him and watching football or anytime I, I, you, 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 you put lotion on my hand and you rub my hand for a while. Cause he'll say, oh, this, or I rubbed his neck or I, you kind of see a common theme, but sometimes I'm like, Ooh, when I ask this tonight, I better do something or he'll be like, oh, I haven't really felt very loved by you. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good question. So having fun together, what's another? Uh, I think studying yeah, the person, studying the other person's really important as well. So mm. you've got to learn your spouse. Um, I know in a previous episode, you guys also talked about love languages and, you know, knowing each other's love languages is really important because yeah. oftentimes the way you receive love is how you try to communicate love, but it falls on deaf ears on the other side or doesn't have the kind of impact that you want it to have. And uh, so I think to even maybe broaden that out a little bit, one of the things that breaks my heart is I see so many men in particular that will go to work and have um, such a drive and a vision to learn and they're they're planning out, you know, the next 10 years for their company and they're thinking strategically to accomplish a certain vision, but they have no vision for their home and they have no vision for their marriage and they have no vision for their family. Um, and so they're, they're studying and learning in all these other areas in their professional life, but they neglect to do it in their own household. And uh, that's an easy thing for all of us to fall into. But I think learning your wife, and again, you're, you're, changing every 10 years. So you have to that. be constantly learning and that's studying right. one another because it's not fixed. Uh, so I think that's something I'd say is a big one for sure. And what about yeah. one more, Ashley? So I think one that is really important, and I, I don't know, maybe others are better at doing this than I am, but 
to be just kind of honest and proactive in communication, right? Because life can get busy. And so, and sometimes, you know, you know, like we talked about, like with work, maybe I have a busy season at work. And so the, the household things are piling up and I'm feeling overwhelmed. So instead of waiting until I'm just about to lose my mind, just to come to Tyler, and I know he appreciates when I come like this too, but just to come to him early and be like, hey, I feel totally overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I can't handle all the things I normally do. You know, can you pick up some extra, you know, chores or whatever responsibilities around the house or with the kids? And and to to be honest and not feel like, I can, I can do it all myself. Like I can carry the load. Like I'm strong enough. You know, I think depending on our spouse is important and letting them help us. Well, letting them know how to show up for you, you know, how to, I love that you said that because a lot of times we expect them to be mind readers and both ways. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really important. And we see it if in a funny way of like, I wonder what he's thinking, like if it's quiet and we're on our way home from a date night and what is he thinking? And did it, and, and then you ask them, it's like, I was just thinking about the dinner I had. Like I wasn't thinking <laughs> as intensely as what you're thinking, right? And it's so important to communicate. And I, I find a lot of couples, that's where it's lacking. And I love that you said, Ashley, sooner than later, instead of when it's a blow up, And he's like, whoa, where the heck is this coming from? Um, I always encourage in a, in a good space, not in a poking at them space much. It's received a lot, lot better. (laughs) Yeah. It's received better. And honestly, it's more helpful. It's more helpful if he starts helping me earlier than letting me. Oh, I like that. Did you hear that Tyler? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I agree. It's better for me too. (laughs) So Tyler. I know as a pastor, you sit with a lot of couples and, mm-hmm. um, and this is something that we've had conversation before your heart. I know your heart breaks for people. I love the way you love the Lord and you love others. And so, you know, one of the things that we say at family church is we don't want to just help people get married. We want to help people stay married. And so what's some encouragement you can offer, um, just, based on what you've kind of seen as a pastor and counseling so many people? Yeah. I mean, this is an area obviously that's really um, tender in my heart because mm-hmm. um, you feel this so deeply and there's so many couples that are hurting and are broken and their home is not safe and women in particular that are struggling and uh, don't have anywhere to go or anybody to talk to. Um, but I, I would, I would say first, I think it's important um to know that God created marriage. God gave it as a gift. He put some parameters around it. So we teach a family church that God's design for marriage is one man and one woman for life, right? And his design for, you know, dating and sexuality and marriage is you date, you fall in love, you get married, then you have sex, and then you have children, right? So that's the that's the pathway. When you do things like that, according to God's design, when you do it in the order that he laid out, it actually leads to better outcomes. So if you look at families like that, um, basically every statistic that is bad drops if you follow God's design. Physical mm-hmm. abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, divorce, you name it, it drops if you've done it uh, according to God's design. Even you know poverty 
um, goes drastically down. So God's design is still relevant today. And he wants your marriage to flourish and it can. I'd say one of the things that I see in terms of if I had to draw a big pattern today with the couples that I talk to, it would be that the men are apathetic. So they come to me, they've been married for a number of years generally, and they say, hey, we got to talk. One of the things that I will say, if you're talking to somebody, you're ahead of the game. Okay, If you're raising your yes. hand, then that's a great step. Most people will just kind of flame out and never, they'll disappear and never, never say, hey, we need help. Uh, but couples will come to me and say, hey, we're having these kind of troubles in our marriages. And once you start diagnosing and pulling back some layers, you realize uh, for the most part, it's not a marriage problem. It's an individual problem that's being presented in the marriage. So the wife has these struggles and it's presenting in the marriage or the husband has these struggles and it's presenting as a marriage problem. So um, here's what I'll say, a couple things. The best thing you can give your spouse is your own personal holiness, mm. right? So that's that's the starting point. That is the best gift that you can give. If you love Jesus and you foster your relationship with God and you're studying the word and you're letting it renew your mind and the fruit of the spirit are being increasingly you know, characterized in your behavior, I mean, who's not going to love a spouse that's growing in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the greatest thing you can give your spouse is your own personal holiness. And that's even true when you, if you're married to an unbeliever. Uh, so if you're married to you know, a man or woman that's not a Christian, go read first Corinthians seven. It'll give you some helpful thoughts there. So, yeah. And to add to that, I mean, I think praying for your spouse too, as part of growing in your own personal holiness, like, yeah. I think that softens your heart for a person when you are interceding for them. Oh yeah. And so just, it also, I think requires some humility too, in a lot of situations to do that, but just wanted to add that. No, that's, that's very true. So I, the best thing you give your spouse, your own personal holiness, which by the way, if you're listening and you're single, you need to start now. The best thing you can give your future spouse is your own personal holiness. You're actually at the perfect spot right now to address addictions that you're battling, besetting sins that you're struggling with, uh, whatever issues that have happened to you in your past that have gone unsettled. You should deal with that now so that you're not bringing that into the marriage undealt with, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'd say the second thing is partner with the church. So one of the things we say at Family Church is when it comes to building your family, we're like a spiritual Home Depot. You can do it and we can help. Uh, and I think uh, God's design he, in Psalm 92 is one of my, my favorite Psalms. It basically says that the righteous person plants themselves in the house of the Lord. And when they do, they flourish like a palm tree. Mm. So you need to plant your family in the house of God. Like that needs to be not just, yes. you know, until some, a better option comes up. I'm, in South Florida, there's always a better option. Like you, you can always go boating. You can always go to a Dolphins game. You can always... Like, you can go fishing. There's so many other things that you can do. You need to make church um, the the rock in the stream that everything else flows around. Why? Because when you do, God's telling you he's going to allow you to flourish. Your children are going to be having so many other adults and influential people speaking into their life, mm -hmm. saying the same things that you're saying at your home. And you're going to be listening to the word of God, building relationships, serving other people like there's so many things that church, 
does for your family and God designed it that way. It's an incredible blessing. So um, partner with your church, be there. Third thing I say is uh, in marriage, you need to work on being the quickest and the first repenter. So constantly be, yep. be ready, sorry. race to yep. say, sorry, race <laughs> to say, sorry, be the first one to repent and not just to say, sorry, but our God's a God of reconciliation. So make up, ask for <laughs> forgiveness, extend forgiveness and give it when asked. Um, and then the last thing I'd say is raise your hand if you need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, marriage is hard. No matter you, you can, you can talk all this stuff that we're talking. And at the end of the day, Marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so roll up your sleeves. Let's talk about it. Don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Um, like everybody, everybody who's married gets it. Like it's it's hard. So roll up your sleeves. Let's talk about things and uh, let's throw it out on the table. Don't be ashamed of it. And when you come to the church, what we promise is we're not going to pull you down and push you out. We're going to pull you in. We're going to lift you up. We're going to get you help. And we're going to point you to Christ. Um, and so God can restore your marriage and give you a better marriage than you ever even thought possible. That's so solid. And I love that you say, as we started this episode, it, it was undersold, right? It's just one of the greatest gifts in your life. And then you're also saying it's hard and that's so true. It's both. And as you work through the hard together, it does get so rich it gets mm-hmm, so much. Right. And as you add children to that mix, and I know you guys like John and I waited a while. We really built that foundation. And that's not everybody's story. And I see beautiful marriages that they got married and boom, babies came right along and those babies are gone. And they're it's it's really neat now. They are these young and then grandparents young. And but I just look at that that opportunity to then build the family and that blessing just grows. We used to say marriage was so fun. We waited a while and then we had kids were like, it's so full. It's so rich, but I love your honesty and saying the blessing of it and then the hard, but when you do have that community around you, what a gift. Well, Mm -hmm. Ashley, these are just some fun questions. What do you love most about Tyler? What just, what comes out of of my mind, right? yeah. So I love a lot of things, but I'll choose one. I really love just his, one. Yes. Cause we can't be his, here all day. Right. His sense of humor. Um, he just kind of makes everything fun and doesn't take himself too seriously. And that just creates a really fun kind of household and um, allows us to have a good time together. What about you, Tyler? What do you love most about Ashley? Uh, I've got a much longer list uh, than hers. Um, Ashley has such a tender and caring heart for people. Like she sees people, she loves God. So like she sees people the way that he sees her or that, that he sees them. Uh, I can just go on and on about the number of people. We were in student ministry together for a long time. And the number of people who were outcasts or outsiders that were sitting by themselves or weren't really connecting. And you can guarantee Ashley's going to find that person and she's going to make that outsider feel like an insider and she's going to make them feel loved. So I just love her heart of compassion for people. She's also the best gift giver that I know. She said one. I'm giving multiple. <laughs> she's the best <laughs> gift giver I know. Toy, and you know this is true. She's so good at knowing exactly what gift uh, to give somebody that is just like, so oh, it's so creative. I never would have thought of that. So that's something. And the that's way like she wraps superpower. it and it's the whole thing. Yes. You don't even want to unwrap it. It's a gift within a gift. And can, can I, and let, let me say this last thing. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I love it. This is I great, tell her Ashley. this all the time. I love her ambition 
It's one of the things that attracted me to her when we met in college. Um, her ambition for her family, her ambition for Christ and her walk with God, uh, but her ambition for work. Um, I love being married to a working woman. And God calls some people, some women to work, and he doesn't call other women. He calls women to stay home. But um, I think for her, she enjoys working, and she enjoys being a mom, and she enjoys being my wife. And, um, man, what a gift it is to our family. And so uh, there's so much mom guilt and shame out there uh, about what women are supposed to do. And mm -hmm. I just let's say, go read Proverbs 31. See that woman is, she's out in the field and she's working hard. She's like created her own Etsy shop and she's out there at the, at the gate to the city selling stuff and wheeling and dealing in business. Like it is a, it's a, it's a working woman who's doing it all. Cause not only has she got a big time job, but then, um, you know, she still comes home and manages our household. So like the laundry still has to get done. The dishes yep. still need to be clean. And we share a lot of these responsibilities, but like the, yep. all the household things still have to run. And so somehow she does all of that with just such uh, grace. And, um, and it's just such a joy to be married to her. I love being married. To I her. love that ambition in her too. And I think you said something that's really important to our listeners. Please don't compare because comparison is a punk. Mm -hmm. And we all have different gifts and it's really important to use the gifts that we've been given because we, we weren't created all the same. How boring would that be? That's right. But how awesome to have you supporting that and her. And another thing you said that's really important is team because she is doing these things. Well, we've got a team together. We've got to work together and help each other out. And I think that's so, so important. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, I just wanted to do some fun, uh, who is, because this is just, well, I think it's fun. So I hope Let's you think it. it's fun. And I also just think there's a lot of power in the pause. You know, I was listening to something as I'm preparing for any episode. I love how God will just give me great content. And I heard somebody say, when I'm mad and I want to roar, take a breath and count to four. And he goes, well, yeah, I love my wife. She's my best friend. But sometimes that wife makes me want to count to 10. And I was like, that is solid. And what I hear in that, and to all our listeners, in any relationship, there's so much power in the pause. When you pause, I like to add pray, because yeah. when we breathe and take a breath, it also remind, helps us remember all these beautiful things you just said about each other. Life can get crazy, yes, and we can be like, wow, but if we pause and breathe, it, help, it helps us to remember, okay, who is this person standing in front of me? I chose them. I want to continue to choose them right now. Yeah, maybe they're being a little annoying. Guess what? You're a little annoying too. <laughs> so we can pause before we blah. There's so much power in that, not just in our marriages. We were dealing with it with our sibling relationship in our home. You know, I deal with it with any kind of relationship. Just pause and really look at them with the eyes of Christ. You know, that is someone that he designed. So that mm -hmm. pause is really important. And that's what we're doing right now. It's just kind of pausing and getting to celebrate you guys. Okay. So who is the romantic one? Me. Tyler. Tyler, Dr. Romantic. I love it. Who is the proposal story? <laughs> I know. Who is the comedian? Tyler. Me. Yeah. You're going on a trip. Who plans it? Ashley. Hopefully me. <laughs> Probably it's not going to be a good trip. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the better chef? Ashley, for me. sure. Who is the messy one? Tyler. Me. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who is more adventurous? Probably Tyler, but maybe we're adventurous in different ways. Yeah. I, I kind of see That's both of you one. that way. We like to be adventurous together. We like to go on trips, be adventurous together. Yeah. I love that. Who is most likely to cry during the movie? Oh, this is a tough one. one. I'm going to say you, Ashley. But I love it. I love that when you get a candle, Tyler's the first one to light it. (laughs) Anytime you get a candle as a gift. I just love that. I want to light my own candle. I give her, I give her, I give her gifts and, uh, and then I open them and burn them. Well, As we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to add? You guys have just, I mean, let me just say such solid tips, encouragement. I can't wait to listen again. Even as you were saying something a little bit ago, I'm like, I want to write something down, but I'm really focused on what you guys are saying. So I will listen to this myself. And it always refreshes me as a wife whenever I get to talk to another couple that is just um, solid in their marriage, but even let's put it a step before that, your friendship, that friendship that you have. And then before that, the relationship that you each have with your savior, that's such encouragement to me. So thank you for that. Anything you want to add before we close? Why don't you go first? (laughs) I think the only thing I'll add is that, you know, our marriage has, we're really blessed, but we've had hard days and hard years and um, just always remembering that even when it doesn't feel like a gift, it is, mm-hmm. it is a gift and just not forgetting, like we're committed. You know, I always say like the, the best things in life are oftentimes the hardest. And so not just taking the easy way out of things, but actually working, working to, to get through those times and to be better. Right. There are things that I need to work on personally and I could just be stubborn and say, you know, no, I don't want to change, but but the reality is, is if I could work on myself and trust God to kind of continue to grow me um, and he does the same, then that is beneficial for our marriage. Mm-hmm. So in good times and in bad times. Yeah. And I would say, uh, again, we're so thankful for you and John uh, being in our life. Just such an honor to, to do ministry with you guys and to have Christian friends who have a great marriage that we look up to and we admire that we know if we ever needed anything, we could come to you guys. That is uh, uh, incredibly um, just what a, what a gift to us. But I would just say for anybody that's listening, that's struggling in their marriage right now, and it's definitely not feeling like a gift from God. Hmm. Um, I would just say like, if you're having faith to believe that God can restore you and restore that marriage, you can borrow some of our faith because he can do it. Um, Mm. Our God does impossible, seemingly impossible things. That's his specialty. And so turn it over to him, raise your hand, ask for help and uh, pursue holiness above everything else. And just watch what God can do in your life. And you mentioned in a previous episode, but even a great first step um, would be a family life weekend to remember retreat, go on a trip, invest in your marriage and Ash and I did that. I know you guys did that as well. And uh, what a gift that was to us. Oh, yeah. I love that you said that. Well, we get to hear you every Sunday at Family Church Gardens in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, Palm Beach County. Like we have listeners from all over listening to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast. But we invite you, as Tyler was just sharing, just the importance of getting plugged into a church. Come, come here, Tyler, for yourself. 
We have services at 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30 every Sunday, and we would love for you to join us. We love loving you and reminding you that Jesus loves you and that you are not alone. And so I'm just so thankful for the two of you for taking time out today to share with all of our listeners. And as I close every single episode, my heart, my prayer is that something in this episode will better help you step into each day, each week, each month, and each year. Thank you so much for being here, listeners. Thank you, Dr. Ashley and Dr. Tyler Core, for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast. If this episode has encouraged you, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and feel free to reach out to us at steppingupwithtoy at iCloud.com. Most importantly, remember, you are